0: Support for the Roster Watch podcast and for the Tradecast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code ROSTERWATCH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ROSTERWATCH.
1: And here we are, roster watching nation. It's the trash man once again back for the fantasy fallout going into week nine of the NFL season. So let's go ahead and get started. with the Thursday night game, Redskins at Vikings Redskins lost us when nine to nineteen. Case Keenum was less than good but he's still Washington's best shot to move the ball down the field. He's currently in concussion protocol and could be in danger missing Week 9 against the Bills. If Dwayne Haskins has to start, no Redskins player is safer fantasy, and the Bills are a top-five defense this week. Darius Geis is slated to return in Week 11 for what that's worth, and it's not worth a whole lot right now, but he could get at least half the action in the backfield, Whenever he's back. On the other side of the ball, unfortunately for Stefan Diggs' owners, Adam Thielen is slated to return in week nine. The match against KC is actually pretty great for both players as long as Patrick Mahomes starts <laughs> opposite them. Alex Madison, 13 touches, 61 yards, is perhaps the best backup in the NFL and needs to be owned by all Dalvin Cook owners and anyone who has some extra bench space to spare. On to the next game, the Broncos at the Colts. Broncos lost from 13-15. to 15. Joe Flacco saps all the value from any Broncos pass catcher not named Sutton. Noah Font, or Fant, actually, benefited from Jeff Hierman's going down to a knee injury. But even on eight targets, Fant can only, could only come away with 26 yards. Fant is worth the look if Hyreman misses time. But his and every other Denver offensive player's upside is limited in this offense. On the other side of the ball, Marlon Mack, 19 touches, 76 yards and a touchdown. And I suppose Jack Doyle, who had four receptions for 61 yards, were the only Colts who met or exceeded their expectations on Sunday, or our expectations rather on Sunday. It was just one of those slogging games where neither team could get the ball into the end zone more than once. The Colts should have a better go of it this week against the Steelers. Have you ever tried shaving your
0: balls? Because if you've tried it, you know that it's a very hit or miss. (laughs) It's a very hit or miss situation. And it's usually missed because what you want to do is you want to make things fresh down there. You want to make things clean down there. You want to make it nice for yourself. But... In the process of doing so, it's such a sensitive area. So it's, it's so easy to get these snags and these nicks and these cuts. What I'm telling you right now is because of Manscaped.com. What Manscaped has is the Lawnmower 2.0. It has a proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer is not going to nick you, it's not going to snag you, it's not going to hurt you. There's also the Crop Preserver, which is anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. And look, guys, you already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? 85% of women think that bad grooming is a major turnoff. That's, that's thanks to Dr. Drew. And 80, 80% of women think that men should manscape below the belt via an independent study. Uh, I just want you to hear from my wife. Is it true that 85% of women feel like it's a turnoff that for men not to groom down there? Um, yes, and hair is disgusting. Well, but what about me for the, I didn't, I hadn't taken care of this until Manscaped sent me this big basket of stuff. (laughs) Um, This is a special offer just for my listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's right. Manscaped is offering Roster Watch listeners 20% off and free shipping. To get yours, go to manscaped.com and use promo code Rosterwatch. Again, manscaped.com use the promo code Rosterwatch and get 20% off and free shipping. On to
1: the next game. The Buccaneers are the Titans. Buccaneers lost this one 23-27. Mike Evans was a Bucs offense in this one. As the Titans showed up pretty much everything else. All Bucs playmakers should have a Better day against Seattle this week. Evans, by the way, had 11 receptions for 198 yards and two touchdowns. A whole team's offense worth, basically. O.J. Howard is out with a hamstring injury and may be traded before the deadline. Cameron Brate did not capitalize when Howard left the game, though. Only three receptions for 32 yards. And Tanner Hudson was in over Brait within the 10-yard line for the Bucks. On the other side of the ball, uh, Corey Davis had his worst game since week one, two receptions for just nine yards, following his best game of the season last week. Davis was targeted six times, though, tied for second on the team. He just didn't come down with much. David should bounce back this week, but we've now seen his floor under Ryan Tannehill, and it's a trench. Jonu Smith, six receptions, 78 yards and a touchdown, was a big winner on the day with Delaney Walker out with injury. He should be added in all formats in the chance that Walker misses more time. Tajay Sharp and A.J. Brown both had touchdowns, but neither player had more than 18 yards receiving on the day. On to the next game, Cardinals at Saints. Cardinals 9, Saints 31. Kyler Murray had his second straight subpar game on Sunday, 220 yards in the air, 13 yards rushing, no touchdowns. And things probably won't get much better soon as he has the 49ers bookending Tampa Bay over the next three weeks. Hope he runs the ball. Chase Edmonds' run was shorter than we'd hoped, as he injured his hamstring on Sunday and is unlikely to play Thursday night. The team picked up Kenyon Drake in trade today to step in as the interim starter in Arizona. Drake should obviously be added in every format. Charles Clay was the Cardinals' leading receiver on Sunday, racking up 88 yards on three receptions. Most of his action came on broken plays, though, so I wouldn't count on him doing it again this week. In fact, he's limited as of now with a back injury. Christian Kirk, eight receptions of 79 yards, was stellar in his first game since Week 4. He's the Arizona wide receiver to own, as Larry Fitzgerald seems to be fading down the stretch. Fitzgerald, in my opinion, is actually benchable right now. You don't need him because <laughs> he's not showing up for you. Drew Brees on the other side of the ball, 34 for 37, 373 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Shook the dust right off on Sunday. Started a little bit slow, but picked it right up and should be back in lineups going forward, obviously. Latavius Murray broke up in the game against this week again this week, but. This may have been the last we'll see of him in major doses for some time as Alvin Kamara seemed close to going this week and the Saints get a bye for Kamara to heal up further this week. So kudos to you if you can somehow trade Murray between now and then. On to the next game, Bengals at Rams. Bengals lost this one unsurprisingly, 10 to 24. The Bengals playmakers had good days all around though, as since he threw the ball a ton in an effort to keep up with the Rams. Alex Erickson Six receptions for 97 yards led the Bengals in receiving, but all bets are off as A.J. Green is slated to return after the bye this week. If Green somehow gets traded before then, Erickson would be worth an add in deeper formats as he's been on a tear as of late. On the other side of the ball, Daryl Henderson, 13, carries for 69 yards, out-touch Todd Gurley, 13-10 to in this one. And Gurley was seen getting knee treatment late in the game. The Rams have a bye this week, but Henderson needs to be owned moving forward. Brandon Cooks left the game early with a concussion, and Josh Reynolds took his place to great effect. Three receptions, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Cooks has the bye to get better, but Reynolds will be a high upside streamer should he not be able to return in Week 10.
0: If I would have told you at any point prior to the NFL season, that the Patriots and the 49ers would be the two remaining undefeated teams through six weeks? You'd call me crazy, right? Maybe you wouldn't because you saw it coming. But look, the Pats are 6-0, and they don't even have Gronkowski. What exactly will it take to stop them? It continues to be an exciting season. And I'll tell you what, you don't have to sit back and watch this season unfold with your hands in your pockets because you, too, can get in on the action. Support your team every weekend or take advantage of your football knowledge to bring home the bacon with my bookie. Between football season, the MLB playoffs, and the start of the NBA and the NHL seasons, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action. There's plenty to bet on and always cash to be won. And if, you, if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little to win a lot, try parlay. For instance, you could just pick a couple of the big favorites this week, and parlays are perfect. They let you bet multiple games together, and in turn, you get a much bigger payout when they hit. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag, because nobody gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. You just have to use our promo code, Roster, R-O-S-T-E-R, to activate that offer. That's promo code, Roster, to double your cash. Deposit the money, double it. Just use promo code, Roster. Get double your money. Start getting in on the action today by visiting mybookie.ag. That is mybookie.ag, promo code, Roster. You
1: play, you win. You get paid. On to the next game, the Jets to the Jaguars. Jets lost this one 15-29. What an odd score. Tight end Ryan Griffin was 4-4 for 66 yards and a touchdown on Sunday, leading the Jets in receiving. Griffin has scored in two of his last three games, actually, but the soon return of Chris Herndon should render him almost completely useless for fantasy purposes. Demarius Thomas. Five reception, 63 yards, has been the Jets' most consistent wide receiver over the last few weeks, though his ceiling has been low. The Jets' wide receivers have a cherry schedule of the remainder of the season, so it's not a bad idea to grab a piece of their offense for streaming purposes. D.D. Westbrook on the other side of the ball started on Sunday, but was plagued by injury all day before leaving in the third quarter. If he cannot go this week, Chris Conley makes for a decent start against the Texans in London. He went four for 103 yards and a touchdown on Sunday. And has done really well over the last couple of games. On to the next game, the Giants at Lions. Giants lost this one 26-31. Daniel Jones, 28 completions, 322 yards and a touchdown. Had his second best game of the season against the Lions on Sunday. Though most of his stats came in garbage time. He is not an advised start against Dallas this week. Darius Slayton, rookie wide receiver, caught two touchdowns on this one, but he only had two catches on the day. Slayton is a big play receiver who will have stellar days, but they may be few and far in between. He's best left as a DFS special while Daniel Jones struggles. On the other side of the ball, Trey Carson, 34 yards, came out of nowhere to lead the Lions back. with 12 carries to tie Johnson's seven. Johnson edged him in yardage. Due to a 13-yard reception and had more snaps, but Carson was heavily involved. None of the Lions' backs were exceptional, but I think Carson needs to be added where you can get him, as Johnson is already likely owned in your league. Danny Amendola is back on the scene, posting eight receptions in each of his last two games, went eight for 95 yards in this one. He could be worth a deep league flex against Oakland this week. And on to the next game. Chargers at the Bears. Chargers won this one 17-16. New Charger had an amazing day against the Bears, but at least Keenan Allen didn't have any setbacks. What's alarming for Allen is that he hasn't had a touchdown and more than 61 yards in a game since week three. With Green Bay, Oakland, and Casey up next, he could be in line for an upswing. He's worth targeting in trades with impatient owners. Mitchell Trubisky, on the other side of the ball, stinks as we know, but at least Coach Nagy realized he should hand the ball to David Montgomery more than twice a game. Montgomery went off 27 touches, 135 yards, and a touchdown. Montgomery won't have a cakewalk against Philly's front this week, but if he gets 20 or more touches, he should be a fine RB, too. Anthony Miller, roster watch's favorite son, or at least one of them, has at least three receptions and 50 yards in his last three games. I don't trust anything attached to Mitch Trubisky's arm right now, but Miller is a deeply flex against the Eagles' pitiful secondary this week. On to the next game, the Eagles at the Bills. Eagles won this one 31-13. Miles Sanders had his best game of the season, 118 yards and a touchdown as the Eagles went away from the pass against the Bills. He injured his shoulder, but he should be fine to go against the Bears this week. Should be a fine flex as he's used in both facets of the offense. By that, I mean running and passing game. Dallas Goddard's play is hurting Zach Ertz in fantasy, folks. Goddard is averaging 10 points a game over his last three, while Ertz is averaging five points over the same time. Carson Wentz seems to favor Goddard in the end zone. On the other side of the ball... Devin Singletary had his best fantasy day this season with 49 yards and a touchdown on seven touches. His utilization in the passing game is what set him apart from Frank Gore, who was not targeted on the day. Singletary will be a low floor flex against the Redskins this week. On to the next game, Seahawks at Falcon. Seahawks won this one 27-20 in Atlanta. Chris Carson continued his ball-hugging ways, but at least Rashad Penny got eight carries on the day for 55 yards. It was likely a showcase for Penny's talents as the Seahawks tried to move him before Tuesday's deadline, but he did look pretty good. He's only worth adding, though, if he gets moved tomorrow. Matt Schaub, well, I guess it would be today, depending on when you're listening to this, (laughs) At the end of Tuesday. Matt Schaub actually put up a decent line on Sunday. 39 completions, 460 yards. A touchdown and an interception in an effort to bring the Falcons back against Seattle. He's likely seen his first and last action of the season as Matt Ryan is slated to return. Wide well, receiver Russell Gage, seven receptions, 58 yards, stepped up with Muhammad Tanu now in a Patriots uniform. Gage is worth a look in PPR formats even though it's doubtful Matt Ryan passes the ball 52 times in a game moving forward. On to the next game, Panthers at 49ers. Panthers lost this one. They got blowed out, 13-51. to Kyle Allen tanked on Sunday, but Cam Newton isn't ready to return, so Allen will get the nod again this week against the Titans. The Titans are no San Francisco when it comes to defense, but they're no pushovers either. I'm not excited about starting any Panther other than Christian McCaffrey this week. Matt Breida injured his ankle, and left the game on Sunday. He probably could have come back, but with the way Tevin Coleman was playing, out of his mind, that would have been unnecessary. Watch his practice this week. Brita, Brita that is. If he doesn't get a full day in, Raheem Mostert may be worth a flex this week. <laughs> that is, if he isn't banged up, too. Emmanuel Sanders new addition to the 49ers led the 49ers wide receivers and targets on Sunday with five. He only had 25 yards in the day, but he was able to score a touchdown. Sanders looks like the closest thing we're going to get to a startable wide receiver for the 49ers. Debo Samuel did score on Sunday, but it was on a run play. On the well, actually on to the next game. Browns at Patriots. Browns lost this one 13 to 27. The Pats put on a defensive show again stifling pretty much every Brown who wasn't named Nick Chubb. Odell Beckham Jr. barely topped 50 yards and could be in line for another rough day this week if Chris Harris is still a Bronco by game time. On the other side of the ball, Jacoby Myers' time in three wide sets is dwindling with the introduction of Mohamed Sanu to the Patriots' offense. Sanu is already playing ahead of Myers, and Nikhil Harry is close to returning from injured reserve. Pick up Sanu where you can on to the next game, Raiders at Texans. Raiders' lost this one 24-27. Hunter Renfro had his best game this season with a four-reception, 88-yard, one-touchdown line against the Texans. Most of his yardage came on one play, though. He's still not worth adding in most formats. Darren Fells was used in the red zone too often to not warrant streaming consideration every week. Six receptions, 58 yards, two touchdowns for the Texans. Yes, you're going to get the occasional two-point stinker like last week, but he's a better option than many tight ends right now. On to the next game, the Packers at the Chiefs. Packers won this one 31-24. Marquez Valdez-Scantling hurtled back to earth after rising above the clouds last week. One reception for four yards. I suppose it doesn't really matter as Devontae Adams is slated to return next week. Jamal Williams had his third straight baller game on Sunday night as he and Aaron Jones were the Packers' offense. He's still unowned in about 40% of the league, so get him while you can. Adams is likely returning this week, as I said, but Williams should still be flexworthy. Last week, I said that Damian Williams is worth holding on to while Matt Moore is quarterback, and it came into fruition. Unfortunately for Williams, Patrick Mahomes may return this week. Either way, I continue holding on to him. No one Chiefs back is playing well enough to cancel the other out entirely. And then lastly, we have the Monday night game. Pittsburgh and Miami. James Conner injured his clavicle. On Monday night. We're hoping it's not a broken clavicle, which would end his season. Either way, you need to add Jalen Samuels at the top of your priority list and waivers this week. Juju, Smith-Schuster got off the snide. 5-9 for 103 yards and a touchdown. They were playing the Dolphins, Pittsburgh was, so take it with a grain of salt. Mason Rudolph is still the quarterback there. It might be a good time to sell high on Juju if you have him. On the other side of the ball, Miami. Not much going on there. Mark Walton, 35 yards, 11 rushes. Looks like he's the lead back for Miami, though, for, what's, for what that's worth. Nobody else really did much for the Dolphins on offense. At least nothing worth <laughs> Mentioning Albert Wilson did score a five yard touchdown, but that was just one of two targets he had on the day. Anyways, that's it for the fantasy fallout going into week nine of the NFL season. Stay tuned to rosterwatch.com throughout the week for all the tools and information you're going to need to dominate your games this week. And your league this season. Anyways, that's it for me. I'm the trash man. Sorry about my voice. I don't know. Maybe you like it more. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit, I wouldn't say hoarse, but dealing with some throat issues. Anyways, I'll see you guys soon. This weekend, actually, on the radio show. Ta-ta for now.